0: And welcome to The Grails Podcast, episode 145, although it's now rebranded the Groovy Podcast. Today is April 24th. This is Peter Lebrick, podcasting from somewhere in the southeast of England.
1: And this is Glenn Smith, podcasting from uh, the chilly part of Australia called Canberra.
0: Hey, welcome back, Glenn. Uh, It's been a long time, hasn't it? (laughs)
1: Yeah, it's been it's been a little while between shows. We haven't quite kept up with our sort of tight fortnightly release cycle that we originally promised. But <laughs> it's good to be it's good to be back on the show, and I like the idea that we're expanding the show a bit as well. So it's not just the Grails Podcast. It really never was the Grails Podcast. No, we were exactly. About so it's
0: uh, great. But it was easier to get Grails Podcast. So there was no confusion with. You know Austin Powers and that kind of thing.
1: Yeah, exactly, exactly.
0: It was only shoes that we was confusing with. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly.
0: So, oh, oh man, but um, yeah, no, it's good. It's nice to try out a video for once uh, and see how this yeah. uh, Google Hangouts uh, turns out, and it should be good for getting interviewees so um, I'm sure that Soren would like us to do some interviews with people doing for speakers for the great conference coming up
1: absolutely yeah
0: uh, in the not too distant future in fact
1: yeah so, yeah that's getting
0: getting close yeah. I was yeah. looking at the, the last show notes I had um, in mm-hmm. uh, Google Drive and it yeah. was dated mid 2012 I think uh, no, last time I was involved. No, in
1: fact, that was the last time you were on the show. Exactly, yes. But we exactly, had yes. well, a whole series of interviews last year. So, Right. Um, but I'm really loving this Google Plus story because it was always a bit of a challenge to try and coordinate all of the audio recording operation and stuff. So if we can get this working slick, this is going to be a much better deal for everyone.
0: Yeah, so, um, and I'll be interested also to see uh, if we get any viewers live once this actually oh, gets... Yeah. Uh, uh, once this gets, you know, publicized a little bit, so there, bit. There, should be, there should be links somewhere, but I don't know how to do it.
1: Yeah, sounds good.
0: Yeah. So, of course, the, the big news for us, of course, is the reason that we actually feel capable of doing a podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> exactly. Grails in Action, <laughs> second edition. Two. Second, second edition. Second <laughs> edition is yeah, now it. in production.
1: we're almost there we are almost there, we are a preface away uh, from getting done and some diagrams
0: I think, and some indexing, don't forget the indexing (laughs) no, we're not doing the
1: indexing let's take a stand about (laughs) that yes,
0: but I think we still need to review it
1: Uh, but yeah, uh, yeah,
0: it'll be a lot less a lot lot less work Uh, I tell you, I am so much more relaxed than I was (laughs) it's been good
1: well, you just did a tremendous amount of effort on that book, man. I, I It would not have happened but for your Herculean effort <laughs> over the last couple of months <laughs> to get that thing out the door because it's been dragging. You remember when I started this discussion, I said, you know, we'll just give it a top and tail and a bit of a refresh and, and we'll be done. That was about yes. two, two years ago. <laughs> yeah, two years um, later. <laughs> two years later and an almost complete rewrite kind of later from uh, a lot of that stuff, so...
0: Yeah, okay.
1: yeah. Of course, okay.
0: you know, I blame the Grails development team for introducing 2.3 with all those really big changes.
1: Oh, that was such a big deal. I'm it just was. glad we got it done before 2.4. We'll talk yeah. about that later in the show.
0: Yeah, to be honest, I don't think our, our, our viewers are terribly interested in the details of, you know, our own our own kind of self-pity. But uh, Yeah, exactly. exactly. It's, it's good. And uh, it's yes, good. we were just notified uh, today that tomorrow that is the 25th of April is mm-hmm. a deal of the day for several Manning books including our own so if you check out the show notes which we will post mm-hmm. a link to uh, you'll see a code for getting half price grails in action
1: fantastic
0: uh, and uh, there are two other books you may be interested in Making Java Groovy by Ken Cousin and Griffin great in Action by Andres Elmeray, both of our, both good friends of ours.
1: Yeah, great books too.
0: Yeah, definitely worth checking out. Um, actually, rather embarrassingly, I did a keynote at GreatConf US and pronounced Ken's name Kelson, and he actually came oh. up to me afterwards and <laughs> said, dude, you got my name right.
1: I was so embarrassed. Oh, uh, uh, that's fine. cousin, Cousin it. Exactly. It's obvious
0: because of the name of the company. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) So, check out those books. Um, Now onto the news, what's been happening, I mean, you know, with a one-year break, of course, a lot has happened, so we're going to keep it very uh, limited, and in fact, in the last month, there have been some big announcements, uh, so we'll just cover those uh, and then uh, see where we go from there. So, I'm sure, Glenn, you noticed Java 8. finally.
1: Oh, Java 8. I'm, I'm really excited about Java 8. I mean everyone, who's not excited about Java 8? Uh, such a long time in the making, so many revisions around how Lambdas were eventually going to be done, and here we are. We're living the dream. We've got all the new stream stuff. We've got, uh, you know, just incredible deals. We're, we're post the whole um, heap story you know,
0: our endless deal with PermGens and things. Well, Yeah, that's that quite one in the release notes for JDK 8. I had a look at mm. those, and uh, I didn't notice that one. But yeah, you're right, the getting rid of PermGen. Oh, at yeah, least yeah. now all we're going to get is you've run out of memory errors, rather. Than yeah, that's okay. <laughs> yeah, it's
1: great. For some Man, it's good.
0: better. You just increase your heap size. <laughs> There's only yeah. one variable to change now.
1: Yeah, that's right. Is it still minus X, minus X, XMX, yes. or whatever? <laughs> <laughs> that was always fun, that.
0: trying to remember the exact setting to use. Yeah. Yeah. Good,
1: but, yeah, really good. So, What's your favorite uh, Java 8 feature?
0: I don't know. I am, I'm actually torn between the Streams API and the Lambda functions, although it's a little mm-hmm. tricky to separate the two. Mm-hmm. But it's just nice to be able to have something like closures in Java. Oh, limited, uh, you know, more limited than closures, um, yeah. and of course that has allowed them to add filter and uh, map functions, the mm. things that we're used to in, in Groovy. Although, you know, I tweeted this. It's a it's a bit annoying that they've they've actually gone for the proper names for these methods, which are right. different to the Groovy ones.
1: Right.
0: So find becomes um. filter, collect becomes map. Um, God knows what inject becomes. I haven't actually looked at that one. (laughs) that's right. Uh, But I was was very interested in the, you can effectively have lazy collections with the streams API, which Mm -hmm. is a a powerful feature. So I think both of them combined. Something I'm less keen on is the number of interfaces that got added to support Lambda functions. Right. Have you seen it?
1: No, I haven't.
0: I uh, so you've, you've got things like boolean supplier, int consumer, Ooh. Ooh. unary function, uh, binary function. Um, there's, if you look in the java.util.function package, I think it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> there are something like 30-odd interfaces in there. Oh, um, wow. I was, I was kind of reminded why I like a lot of things about dynamic languages. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, it's it's one reason why I kind of feel nervous about a language like Scala that always wants to make everything typed and get that mm-hmm. power. It it introduces mm-hmm. um, extra complexity to the whole thing. But mm-hmm. you know, uh, they are trying to make Java eight back, backwards compatibility, so they backwards compatible, so they have to make a lot of um, unwelcome decisions. So, you know, it's it's difficult to um hate on the Java guys for for this. Oh, because 'cause they're difficult well, decisions. There there are no good solutions is the simple yeah. answer, isn't it?
1: Yeah. It's pretty spectacular, I reckon that what they I even mean, we managed to do what they've done in a sort of compatible yeah. way. It's just really an incredible engineering. Yeah, piece. and it's
0: it's a big refresh of the language to hopefully get uh, more people interested. Um, yeah, and of course we can say, hey, if you don't, if you can't run on Java eight, then use Groovy. You get the same sort of features. And like, yes, if you know Groovy, you've got a head start on yeah, exactly. using lambda functions
1: and the streams. They yeah. Learn, so. How is that. So I guess one thing that probably our Groovy community listeners would be thinking about, though, Peter, is uh, so what's happening with the harmonizing of sort of Groovy syntax of JDK? A syntax and wet, wet, will will it always be the case that you'll be able to drag and drop a Groovy file, a Java file, and rename it and you know do stuff?
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean that's a that's a good point. And uh, to be honest, I, I don't, I I haven't been following closely enough recently. Um, mm-hmm. I know that you know it's not going to be in a recent uh, a, a soon to be released version of Groovy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so um yeah I mean that takes us on to groovy 2.3 which uh, in the notes is says it's groovy 2.3 beta but just like an hour ago wow. Guillaume tweeted that RC1 is available for groovy 2.3
1: sensational
0: so yeah groovy 2 pieces congratulations uh, Guillaume Cedric well Jochen and Co uh, I hope I didn't miss out yeah. Anybody there um, Yeah. So, that's, that's cool, because Groovy 2.3 is the only version of Groovy that will run on the JDK 8. Well, that's
1: uh, very none important. Of, none because.
0: of the changes will be backported. So if you run Groovy 2.3, you've got to be running JDK
1: 8. Uh, why wouldn't you want to be running JDK 8, guys?
0: Oh, I know. There's a, differ- there's a difference between wanting and being allowed to.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> as I know, we I know well. Yes, <laughs> as an enterprise developer, I know those constraints uh,
0: yeah, really, yeah. very well. So Luke Daly uh, raised an interesting question on Twitter. He was wondering whether it was a, a sensible decision to switch Rat Pack to Java 8 only. You know, you can only mm-hmm. develop and run on JDK 8 if you're doing Rat Pack stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's like, is that a sensible decision or not? I mean, um, it means if you jump, sh- if you go straight to JDK 8, then you can take advantage of the Streams API and the Lambda functions. So, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, yeah. Well, I would imagine most Rat Pack developers would be pretty sort of edge. Oriented kind of people, right? They probably yeah. I think
0: it has the that advantage that it hasn't yeah. hit one yet, version yeah. one. Um, and I don't know how widespread its adoption is. It's always a little bit nervous because it can also delay adoption because mm-hmm. you'll have a bunch of people that can't can't run it. Um, yeah. I'm a little nervous about JDK 8 because I remember not wanting to run JDK 7 until about update 10 or something because yeah, stuff apparently sure. didn't work so yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know whether that's going to happen with JDK 8 but uh, it's, it's something that people are going to have to ask themselves uh, and it's always been the problem with doing Java based stuff especially libraries. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, trading off between backwards compatibility and making use of the features that there was a reason they were introduced. So um, Mm -hmm. yeah, of course, if you if you switch to JDK 8, it means you've got to switch straight to Groovy 2.3 if that's what you want. But then Groovy 2.3 introduced some interesting stuff. Um, Mm -hmm. I guess the biggest one of which is traits. So I don't know if you're familiar with traits. I'm not
1: familiar with traits at all. So school me up. Right,
0: so you know, um, it's uh, a form, a way of effectively doing multiple inheritance, and uh, we kind of have it with mixins.
1: Yeah, when um, I saw it, looked like a mixin. Yeah, and they they basically
0: are mixins, but they're mixins that work with the static compilation. Um, right. And uh, it's worth bearing in mind that they're different to Java's uh, default methods. So, Java 8 introduces default methods, which Mm -hmm. means it looks like an interface that has some implementation. Mm -hmm. Um, And and that's basically a trait is an interface with some implementation.
1: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, And then you can uh, can have classes that uh, implement multiple traits and Mm -hmm. can make use of the implementation. Traits can also... Store state, they can share state, which was always a bit of one of the biggest problems, actually. It was like, okay, what if you've got conflicting state, two properties with the same yeah. name? Yeah. Um, so, traits give you some control as to uh, which properties take priority. Um, I would suggest that you probably just want to avoid that situation anyway. Yeah. yeah. Avoid the diamond inheritance problem. Yeah. Um, yeah but it does. I'm, I'm kind of interested to see whether it means that we no longer need to um, do the whole rigmarole of creating an interface and a default implementation. Uh, I've been working on lazybones, it's like I have an interface and then a default something something so I have um, yeah. package manager, I've got package manager interface and default package manager class, it's just, it's kind of Dull and boring. And...
1: Yeah, it's always a bit of a uh, code smell, right? When you see an impel, you go, "Well, oh, it's probably an impel, but it's probably the one impel for this interface." But exactly, you... it depends on the constraints. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you have a core implementation, and some of them may have other implementations, or you may just want to mock mm. them. But there, there's a, yeah. there's an extra cost in having uh, the interface and the the sort of core implementation. So so Trait's are a, a way, uh, possibly a way to uh, get that kind of behavior. So uh, mm-hmm. we'll see. I mean, it's, it's very new. I think people have been trying it out already. Um, yep. So uh, let, let's see what happens with uh, those. And of course, it's kind of unique in that it introduces a keyword in the groovy language. So Trait is just like class and, and interface. So wow. uh, it's, it's extra special.
1: Yeah, I'll have to refactor all my trait variables to to work with that, but that's fine. I'm totally, totally fine. So one thing we can probably do, actually, now that we have a Google Plus Hangout for this, we can probably, uh, from time to time, integrate some kind of screencast action where we can demonstrate some of this stuff for people, noobs like me that are new to this. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah with the control, preparation, we're not going to cool. do that this time. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> I thought just you could do that cold, you know, it'd be no trouble. <laughs> but that's okay. I, I appreciate the first one. Good. Oh, dear. Yeah, what it's about the enough, mark-up
0: it's, it's hard enough keeping up with the news, let alone actually how to use this stuff. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. So on that note, what about the markup template engine? That's new new in
0: 2.3? Yeah, yeah. So uh, Cedric Cedric Champa has been... Working quietly on this one, or not so quietly, he's been tweeting uh, about it. But uh, you know, them mm-hmm. um, in Grails, you can use markup builder syntax to generate yeah. HTML. Yeah. So that's pretty much yeah. what the new Groovy markup template engine does. So it allows you to use uh, that markup builder syntax to generate HTML. So it's just it allows you to uh, embed code. You can put conditions in and loops and that kind of thing. And it's also just way, way less verbose than HTML itself. Um, manually Fantastic. crafting HTML. Oh.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a deal.
0: Yeah, I was doing some of that today, trying trying out one of these JavaScript-based presentation engines.
1: Ah, yeah, which one? Were you trying out? So I was trying Deck. No, Deck. Oh, yeah,
0: Deck. So deck. I think that's the one that Cedric uses, because he, he also created. Deck to PDF, so to create a PDF from uh, a JavaScript one. It actually supports Reveal, Impress, uh, and maybe one or two others. Uh, But it's being Deck.js, and I think that's the one he uses. um, I've been trying to integrate that with Rat because I think it'd be really cool if, in your presentation, you have a box with some groovy code, and you can actually execute it and display the result. And for that, you really need a back end to work against. So yeah. just integrate yeah. DeckJS with RatPack. So it's an interesting little uh, uh, toy. Try that out. Yeah. Uh, it could work out. could be a way of doing um, presentations and training courses and that kind of stuff. So
1: yeah, see I'm how sure that goes. That. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see where you get there because I've been doing a lot of stuff with just Markdown and uh, straight into Reveal.js as just experimenting with that as a real lightweight. Just editing stuff in text, and uh, I found that actually has been quite productive. Although I'm still not happy with the visual. I think you do definitely lose something over. You know, yeah, PowerPoint yeah. I'm, I'm not
0: keen on. Yeah, I'm not keen on a markdown-based one because you know it kind of encourages you towards the whole bullet point approach, which isn't which isn't great. Um, yeah, yeah, it's true. So, it
1: does do that.
0: Yeah, I'm wondering whether I will use something like Keynote and start. You know start with Keynote, create something and then effectively port it to um, mm-hmm. Deck.js or something else. Um, I think that may be the way to go. Um, and then yeah. you've got the images, images already done, you just export them and uh, you're good to go. Yeah. Anyway, enough about presentation. <laughs> People listening do yes. not want to know about how to, <laughs> how to present stuff. <laughs> or
1: maybe they do, but we can have another maybe podcast. They do. <laughs> maybe they do, yes. For sure. In fact, I think we should have another podcast just on Rat Pack as well, just to Get oh, well, yeah, we'll something. have to see
0: whether we can get Luke on. That would be cool. Yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah. You step. know he's not going to have any time, though.
1: I I did see. Did I see he's had, had a baby? He's had a baby? He's,
0: yeah, yeah. Just had a baby wow. girl.
1: Wow. So he's not going to be sleeping
0: for a while. So yeah, congratulations no, to Luke. That's exciting.
1: That's <laughs> very, very exciting. Unless he uses
0: it as, as an excuse to get out of uh, doing home chores. <laughs>
1: Ah no, that doesn't work. That's oh okay, yeah. <laughs> <Yes. laughs>
0: Voice of experience. All
1: right. What else do we have here? We have uh, GDK, GDK for NIO.
0: Yeah. GDK so finally, for... you know, we've had all the extension methods for file, the file class, and input stream. Yeah. But we ha- there yep. hasn't been anything for the NIO stuff, like path. Um, the path interface oh,
1: path. such a great interface
0: Path. yeah yeah so that's yeah. very cool um, and sense. something that people uh, may be interested in particularly library authors closure parameter type inference what hmm. does that mouthful mean
1: yeah what does that mean
0: so uh, the point is that in Java you don't have to declare the types of the arguments in a lambda function because ah. Java can infer them, but in Groovy, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, if you want the code inside a closure to yep. uh, statically compile against the arguments, mm-hmm. the arguments have to be explicitly declared, you know, I've got a string argument mm-hmm. or an int argument or, or both. Yep. Um, so Groovy 2.3 allows you to add an annotation. Uh, at closure params, I think it is, which says this method accepts a closure and the closure accepts these arguments. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, your method that takes a closure is going to have a really really verbose signature, but it means the users of the method then don't need to explicitly declare the types of their closure arguments. You know, if you've got a map of string string, then the uh, find method, or um, collect as well, the closure will, yeah. it will infer that the closure's arguments are string string. So
1: that's very cool. Uh, yeah, very cool.
0: Um, uh, and that's that saves a, a bit of verbosity. So mm. yeah, I mean, I think there's more to Groovy 2.3, I think those are the main ones that I picked out. Yeah.
1: So man, that's going to be right. a
0: pretty big release. Um, I'm hoping that we don't have to cover it in the book, because just like, we need to get the book out before any of this comes out final. Instantly. Exactly. Because, of course, now Rails (laughs) 2.4 is uh, rapidly approaching.
1: So 2.4 is going to be based on Groovy 2.3, is that the story? So it'll be a JDK 8 only release? Is that what you're saying?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh, this, this is interesting, I didn't think about this, so if Grails 2.4 is based on Groovy 2.3, I may have been, it can't force you to run on JDK 8, so I was probably you wrong. Know. So Groovy that's 2.3 3 point. is the only one that runs on JDK 8, but it doesn't require JDK 8. That makes uh, much more sense, that definitely makes good. more sense, um, okay. but yeah, apparently, Just today, again, I retweeted something. I'm just trying to have a look for it uh, here from Grails Framework, but uh, another version of Grails was released. Let's see what it was. Yeah, uh, Milestone 2.
1: Milestone 2. So have they got a sort of ballpark uh, roadmap for kind of when when 2.4 is looking to? Yeah, uh
0: not, yeah I, I'm not aware of one but I mean once you've reached milestone two so, possibly yeah uh, typically I think it's around a month oh
1: geez, so we, really we,
0: we we could be seeing it in May wow we it's shall see okay. uh, it will yeah. depend on when Groovy two point three comes out yeah but that's on release candidate now so right it's a fair way along yeah yeah. Uh, so, I mean, that's going to, you know, just switching the version of Groovy is going to be fairly big. Uh, there could be, uh, I don't think there are going to be big changes to Grails to account for traits, for example. No, right. um, I think that may happen with Grails 3, though. Yep. Uh, and, of course, along with Groovy 2.3, Grails 2.4 comes with Spring 4 by default, so that's another, another big release. Um, I have to say that's something I, I didn't. I'm still not quite sure mm-hmm. uh, what are the big things that came with uh, Spring 4? I think there are a lot of uh, medium-sized things spread around. You know, new yeah. MVC stuff, um, and I think they they added um, WebSocket support and that kind of thing to the MVC right. sort of things. Um, I think their their Java configuration was. Uh, it became the first-class citizen. You know everything yep. you could do with XML, you could finally do with Java configuration.
1: Oh, That's
0: cool. Um, and you know general updates. Oh, and of course, the the big change was uh, Spring Four it was uh, made JDK eight compatible.
1: Yeah.
0: And I think they introduced a whole bunch of uh, interfaces and classes that worked with lambda functions. So it wasn't mm-hmm. just that it would run on JDK eight, but um, it would actually make use of the new features. had good, good
1: native support, eight. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, to be honest, I, I can't see many people using a lot of this stuff. I, I think it will still take a while for JDK 8 to bed down and, and really yeah, get definitely. good usage, I'd probably yeah. say, at least yeah, to it's, you. Yeah, it's a so um, we'll see how that goes. Oh, so, yeah, cool. a lot of a lot of big changes. I don't know how we're supposed to keep up on all these things. Uh, oh, I definitely feel I've <laughs> I've slacked on wow. that one. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's Groovy two point three and Spring four, and uh, another significant change: Asset Pipeline plugin now becomes the default, replacing the Resources plugin. Wow, uh, I think a key difference. Yeah, uh, you know, key reason behind this change is the asset pipeline is being updated very regularly and has um, uh, very dedicated contributors. You know, keeping it up to date, um, and a yep. lot of people prefer it. They say it just works better. Yep. So it's it's going to be it's going to probably be awkward for uh, people, and they go say, "Well, we've we've invested in resources. Now there's asset pipeline. Should we change? Mm-hmm. Should we not?" Um, it's a good, good question. Um, I think if you're using resources, you just continue to use it. But possibly yeah. on new projects, just uh, give the asset pipeline one a go. Um, I think the only reason to move off of resources is if you run into any significant problems with them.
1: Blockers, yeah. You run into yeah. a blocker. It would probably be good to have the asset pipeline fellow on the show too, down the track, just yeah. talk yeah, about yeah, yeah, migrating. So... Yeah. Yeah, that would be, be good. Good call. Good call. Let's set
0: that up. I can good. see I can see a big to-do list of people to interview and things to do. Yeah. I've got a up up catch-up.
1: <laughs> two, two years of catch-ups. Yes. That's
0: good. <laughs> That's great. Uh, and, uh, yeah, and just to finish that off, Grails 2.3, uh, Grails compiles static, a new annotation. So, um, this is designed to allow you to use things like the dynamic finders. Uh, mm-hmm. um, inside of statically compiled other code. Um, oh, nice. And uh, I think it sort of finally brings, because c- I don't think you've been able to use compile static with uh, controllers and, and other types of artifact tag libs, things like that. Uh, I've tried it in mm-hmm. the past, you know, with uh, Grails 2.2, 2.3, and uh, it didn't yep. seem to work. So that should now yep. work, and this gives you the option of using some of the dynamic stuff within a statically compiled nice. class. So it'd be interesting to see yeah. how many people uh, take that up. Um, yeah.
1: Very.
0: Yeah, I don't I don't because I, I don't think the speed you know in a controller, I don't think the speed advantage is going to be particularly significant. A lot of right. web apps are very IOE.
1: Yeah, exactly. so the least of your worries.
0: Um, the more interesting area is Templates, and I don't know what the situation is with, I don't know whether GSPs are statically compiled, I think they were working on it, but I I need to confirm that. But Mm -hmm. GSPs were always one of the slightest parts of Grail's applications, you know. Mm. That would be a bottleneck, you know, processing a request, you know, it could be around 80% of the time taken would be in the GSPs. Um, There are big strides made, um, but static compilation of those could really make them extra speedy. So yeah, so, dramatical. yeah we'll dramatical. see what happens there. Yeah. And finally those good old Ajax remote
1: tags. Ah, the old remote tags. Yeah. Oh, going, uh, yeah. They which you just which you just wrote about. <laughs> ah, for completeness I did. I yes. did, but I can
0: appreciate that you know. Um but yeah, I mean I These days, I think that the simple AJAX tags, uh, if you want the dynamic stuff, it's generally fairly easy to use one of the dedicated JavaScript libraries, so uh, I think that's mostly what people will be going for. So yeah, Grails JDK8, Groovy 2.3, Grails 2.4. My god, and you know, yeah. we've probably missed out a ton of stuff that's new in those. Uh, we may even get yeah. some feedback saying, why the hell did you forget this, or why did you say that? It's completely wrong.
1: Oh, uh, we'll catch up. Well, catch it up on the next
0: Yeah, exactly. Corrections welcome, and we'll uh, post yeah, them otherwise. on the next podcast.
1: Yep. So you'll love this yeah.
0: one. The Elasticsearch plugin uh, is maintained again.
1: You're kidding, you're kidding. Oh, that caused us so much grief! All that I stuff. I know. Uh, so for, uh, uh, our our yeah. stuff.
0: <laughs> for our listeners, uh, we have a chapter in Grails in Action on plugins, community, and some of them are community plugins. And we were reall- we'd love to talk about full text search, but yeah. you know, the only options available, pretty much. Well, there are three, I guess. Uh, There's the venerable. Uh, or ancient searchable plugin,
1: searchable, <laughs> yeah. which the, un-
0: the underlying Java library for it hasn't been updated yeah. in years. Um, and if it, underlying- it
1: be.
0: no, it won't. The underlying la- library Compass became Elasticsearch. You know that was yeah. it's complete. It's completely different product. It's uh, written from scratch, but it's <coughs> by the same guy that did Compass. Mm. um uh, but the elasticsearch plugin we weren't sure whether it was going to get um any love soon so um what did we go for in
1: the end what what have we we went for searchable in the end because uh, elasticsearch didn't it didn't work. I think on Grails two three or two two or whatever, and there was no right. one putting their head up to make it work. And then the guys from Elasticsearch mentioned they might be interested in doing something, and then they said that yep. no, it's not on their roadmap. And so it just became this uh, uncertain cloud of stuff. So we just yeah. went back to searchable, no, good old searchable, out which
0: which yeah. which actually does work. Yeah, I mean, it's got to be said. You can use searchable. Yeah. It hasn't reached version one. Um, yeah. But it, you know, for for a lot of the simple cases, it works perfectly well. Yeah, um, it's really the the more complicated stuff, and uh, you know, and once you disable mirroring, it yeah. th- it works a lot better. You know, a yeah. lot of the issues that people have actually come mm-hmm. down to that whole mirroring thing. Yeah. So yeah, but uh, at least uh, the Elasticsearch plugin looks like it'll be uh, viable. Um, in fact, it was the yeah. Elasticsearch. Gorm plugin, which is mm. now being released as the Elasticsearch plugin, replacing the previous one. Ah, plugin.
1: right. Oh, nice.
0: So, yes, uh, I'd like to thank, I'm, I'm probably going to pronounce his name wrong, but Noam Ten, or Tenner, mm. uh, who is the guy behind the new Elasticsearch plugin. So, uh, thank you very oh, much wow. for taking that on. Um, yeah. Just a shame that it didn't happen before. <laughs> We <laughs> we got to that challenge. too.
1: Yes, yeah. Oh well. <laughs>
0: we don't hold that against him. It's just one of those. No, those, no those. That those is things. the life of writing about technology, really, isn't it? Oh
1: boy, staying current impossible. Mission yep. impossible. Absolutely. Wow.
0: Goodness so, me. So yeah, and that's pretty much most. That's everything on the Groovian Grills front. Um, I have to say thank you to. Guillaume LaForge for his regular Groovy Weekly, you know, Groovy News this week. Yeah. For providing some of that information, giving keeping us up to date on what's happening yeah, in the uh, Groovy ecosystem. Um, mm. and I, I just wanted to finish up with I, I only read about this today, um, but apparently there are claims that TDD test-driven development is uh, dead. And I saw uh, a tweet that had a link to another article saying, no, it's not. You're just doing it wrong. And um, I just find it funny that uh, there are these kind of two extremes. Yeah. Um, I remember in, in, in the book, we kind of just say, we're not test-driven snobs. Um, <laughs> and I'm, I'm definitely not. Um, but it's kind of interesting, I, I actually think the two sides are not quite understanding one another,
1: I'm not sure that their
0: arguments are mutually exclusive.
1: Yeah, definitely. But
0: It was interesting to read Daniel Hanemire Hansen, who who wrote a blog post saying, uh, uh, we should let test first development um, die off, you know, long live testing but leave that almost religion uh, behind us, Uh, but what struck me was he said it's actually the whole uh, focusing, he felt that test-first development focused too heavily on unit tests, and he was yeah. much more interested in system-wide tests.
1: Yeah, yeah, I read that uh, article.
0: That Yeah, was an interesting read. Yeah, I, I'm kind of of a, a, a similar position. I, I certainly think if you're going to, you know, if you're going to skimp on tests, make sure you've got your functional or system-level tests in there. I yeah, think those are the ones you yeah. can't do without, you can't yeah. not have to, you know. Yeah. And I, but I don't think the test first or test driven development community would argue against that. I don't think they do. Um, I'm interested in whether focusing on unit tests in, a, in order to develop a design works well. Um, I can see yeah. it sometimes working, yeah. I can also see it sometimes not working terribly well because ultimately, what you want to end up with is something that is well tested yeah. and has a good design, i.e. one that people you know other developers can come, understand relatively easily and become productive in working with that code.
1: Yeah you know bad yeah. designs,
0: yeah, you know, spaghetti code um, is just difficult to maintain. We know spaghetti code is difficult to maintain yeah.
1: That's it. We've done enough
0: of it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, yeah. in the end, it doesn't necessarily matter how you got there. It's, you got there, so you've got something difficult to maintain. So the key is not getting to that stage. Um, and yeah. I don't know whether test-first development is an insurance against ending up with spaghetti or just just mm-hmm. a, a poor model, a poor model of the of your domain of what you're trying mm-hmm. to solve. So. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure there'll be religious arguments over it till
1: um, uh, yeah, we retire. <laughs> think, yeah, till we retire. I'm sure there will. And I think I, like a big thing that I think out of that DHH article he was saying was just trying to uh, sort of uh, detribalise the whole testing thing so that it wasn't just like an us and them or, you know, the one true testers and the other testers and the, everyone looking down their nose at everyone. That, that wasn't a helpful model of... Delivering great software, it was becoming a much more religious embrace than it, and it was, and and so, maybe yeah. some of that's just the language getting lost, like you said, people using different language and in being interpreted different ways. But like there is a certainly a tension in that whole testing area around the us and them thing, or how it's done. even like within TDD, like even the whole you know Quebec TDD or London TDD, and you know there's tensions there, and I mean. It just gets a bit so fine-grained that it's a bit. We're losing the big. We're dropping the ball of actually delivering awesome software that works great and is maintainable. So that was. Yeah. I think the, it was a cool the, article.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, it's uh, yeah, pretty well written. But yeah, it just all we want is software that works and doesn't uh, keep us up late at night or. Get us woken up later. Yeah,
1: night. <laughs> I mean that's the thing, isn't it? That that that's what you want. That confidence you can go home at you know five o'clock or whenever you go home and and you know things are going to be okay. Like that's really really a big yeah. Part it. It
0: really I big have to say it's something that that does bug me a little bit about this all, all of these things is that um I like metrics. I like evidence and it just feels that there's a lack of evidence on on what works and what doesn't in the whole software process.
1: Yeah. Sure. Absolutely. Um,
0: yeah. So, yeah, if, if anyone you know, has links to uh, actual evidence that these particular approaches or processes work and other, or don't work or, or what have you, it uh, might be interesting to bring those up. Yeah. But uh, yes, anyway, on that, the uh, TDD could, not dead, um, yeah, we've had a, a good session here, I don't know how long we've been. That's online, great. But... 40 minutes forty minutes. That's a good time yeah, to end. Yeah, I, I think definitely. ideally we could keep it to thirty minutes, but um, 30 it'd be students. good to get some uh, some uh, live live listeners and perhaps get a Q and A session, possibly if they if yeah. they're quiet news times where we don't have much to discuss. That's good. Could be interesting. Yeah, let's
1: do that. Yeah.
0: So we'll just uh, finish up. Um, yeah, there are probably a few upcoming conferences uh GRA conf eu is um, beginning of june mm-hmm. i think the first week of june uh yeah. of course eight conf us is in july uh mm-hmm. DevOps uk is i think second week of june second or third mm-hmm. week of june at the end of the week um, mm-hmm. so there i think that that one will have a fair bit of groovy content um, I'll be speaking there, actually.
1: Ah, good stuff. Excellent.
0: Yeah, uh, it's in London. It's, f- it's very local, so easy to get to. Oh, cool. So that'll be fun. Excellent. Yeah. Okay. That's good. OK, so well, All right. thanks
1: for getting up early in the morning. Yeah, no, it's great. Great to hang out. Look forward to this new format. Uh, it's exciting. Really good.
0: Yeah. I uh, hope we can uh, keep the output pumping.
1: Uh, Fairly regularly,
0: hopefully it won't be another year before you get another (laughs) (laughs) groovy podcast. Sounds good. So, thank you. (laughs) Thanks for watching, thanks for listening, and we hope to catch you next time.
1: Bye-bye. See you later.